Consecrating Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Elena Vorta. In 2015, President Kevin J. Worthen spoke at BYU, and he told his students to learn how to fail successfully. He says, because of the atonement, all failures are changeable and temporary, except the one that occurs when we give up. So whatever you do, don't you dare give up. On today's episode, my friend Daniel Lopez and I discuss failure. So I'm here with my friend Daniel Lopez. Daniel is from Canada. He served his mission in both the Fresno, California mission and the Modesto, California mission. He is currently a student at Concordia University in Montreal, Canada, studying molecular biology. And today we'll talk about failure. Thank you. I was <laughs> I was really excited to come because look, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And when I heard yours, I was like, I gotta ask her. I gotta ask her before she becomes too famous and then doesn't let me get into it. <laughs> oh man. And okay, so you and I served in the Modesto mission. And, okay, I just wanted to tell a story about you before we go. <laughs> I'm worried about no, this. No, it's not too bad, I promise. Oh, believe me, right. I, I could have chosen a worse story, but it'll be okay. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm excited to hear. So, okay. I think, I remember I was on exchanges with my sister training leader, Sister Alcaraz, and uh-huh. she was telling me that you had promised her that you would take her to Texas Roadhouse. And so, okay, I think we called you about something missionary related. And then we talked about, we asked about if you would take us to Texas Roadhouse. And you were like, I'll take you there, but I won't buy anything for you. (laughs) And you were like, like, it's like how my mom always says, Puedes ver la tele, pero no la prendes. Which yeah. Means, yeah, for my listeners in English, that means you can watch TV, but you can't turn it on. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I mean, I don't know if I kept my promise, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's a pretty good deal, right? I, I think at that time, well, I mean, we couldn't hang out together as elders and sisters, but I for sure would have taken you two sisters to Texas Roadhouse and then let you go, let you guys go at it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to be talking about failure today, Um, and you were telling me that you have learned a lot during these five years since you've been home from your mission, so do you want to tell me specifically what you've learned and experienced? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Well, you know, when when I came back from my mission, I, I thought that I had everything figured out, and you know how, I mean, I don't know about now, but at that time, all of us went through, um my plan right Mm -hmm. for my listeners who may not know my plan is a tool that missionaries use to plan for their life after their mission and we were setting goals about you know education lifestyle dating all of these things and you know i (laughs) i took the last six weeks of my mission like super serious to like plan out everything and i was like you know what i'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to school here. I'm going to work here. I'm going to date this person and all of this. And it seemed like I just had everything figured out. Okay. Mm -hmm. But 
when I got home, um, it wasn't like that. I didn't get the job that I wanted. I didn't get accepted into the school that I wanted to. Um, definitely did not date the person that I thought I was going to date. <laughs> and a lot of things just changed. A lot of things just started to change in different ways. Um, so I decided to go to Mexico to try out new things, to go to school there. I went to school, but I was away from my family. I didn't really know what it was like to just be by yourself, even though the mission is still good, but in a way you still depend on somebody on the mission. And I went to, while I was in Mexico, I went to medical school. I went to law school as well. And I quit both because I was just scared of being by myself. So I came back home to Boise, Idaho with my parents and my, and my siblings. And I applied to BYU Provo and BYU Idaho. Now, I knew that applying to BYU Provo was going to be a little tough, mm -hmm. right? Since, I mean, you need to have certain criteria and everything. But everybody says that you get accepted into BYU Idaho and there's only what 0.5 or 0.1% of the students that applied that don't get accepted mm -hmm. well I was part of that 0.5 or 0.1% uh -huh. that did not get accepted and it was horrible it was horrible like I, I felt horrible I was like how, like what's wrong with me <laughs> and I remember reading the letter and all they said was just that they they thought that I just didn't qualify or didn't seem fit with my qualifications to be there. So I was talking to my parents and the last resource that I had was coming to Canada. And in 2017, I, I came to Canada still with the support with my parents and everything and got here. I started working at a call center. I hated it. It was horrible. Um, went to school but I was working part-time and it was just hard because I I was living a life as if I had money, but I didn't have money. Mm -hmm. And I kind of dug myself into a hole and I just, it, things just started to be hard again. And my first response was, you know what, I'm going to go back to my parents. So I packed my things again, I quit school, I quit my job and everything. And I went back to Mexico and I just felt like, a complete failure. I was just so upset with myself. I was sad that my parents gave me all of these things and I felt like I had just thrown them out. And while I was in Mexico, one day I was just, I think it was at my deepest and darkest point of my life that I was just sitting in my bed and I was just thinking about all of these mistakes that I had made about all these failures that I had in my life. And then all of a sudden the lights went out, my light bulb, um the fuse was blown out and I got up to go get a replacement and in the box there was a quote by Thomas Edison when they asked him how he felt when he failed um so many times when he came to create the light bulb but his response was really good he said I did not fail 10,000 times I only found 10,000 ways that it didn't work mm -hmm. and when I read that I started to change my life a little bit I started to have better habits at that time and then one day I told my parents you know what I can't stay here in Mexico because I wasn't happy and I had to take a decision so 
I told them that I was coming back to Canada. I applied to the same place that I quit and they hired me. Um, I only had $540. And out of those $540, 500 were for my first month of rent. And when I got to Canada, I only had $40 in my pocket. That's it. And I got here. I thought I was going to be homeless for a little bit. I was just being too dramatic at that time. <laughs> but I, I got here and I started working and I, I was scared to come back to Canada because a lot of the people that saw me left were still here. And I was embarrassed. I was just scared, but I knew that I had to take a step and change my life because if I hadn't done that, then no one was going to change my life. So how did you get where you are today? Something that has always been very, very special to me has been my patriarchal blessing. Um, and in, in that article that you sent me, I forgot his name. Um, it was by President Worthen, who's the president of BYU. And he gave a devotional, which is titled Successfully Failing, Pursuing Our Quest for Perfection. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was talking about patriar patriarchal blessings. And throughout my throughout my life, I got my blessing at a young age. Um, there, there are very specific things that tell me what to do with my life, but I just, I was always scared of doing them because I thought I was going to fail. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's a little bit counterproductive because we think that, or actually we know that Heavenly Father is giving us this blessing um, and he will provide the ways for us to accomplish all of these things but we're still scared because that natural man in us still live. But I decided to just study my patriarchal blessing and understand who Heavenly Father wants me to be, who he sees in Daniel as well. And every single thing that I plan now, um, as, as in the article said, I shape it according to Heavenly Father's desires. So... I take into account what does he want me to do with my life instead of just, well, what do I want to do with my life? Because if it were up to me, I would be a soccer player. Mm -hmm. I would go be other things that are not what he wants me to be. And as I study more, as I get myself deeper into what Heavenly Father sees in me, then I start to develop this love for school, I start to develop this love for discipline, for doing my homework, for studying, to obey the commandments more. And each day as I do this, it just becomes easier and easier and easier to just do this because I love my Heavenly Father and I want to be happy with what He sees in me. Yeah, I agree. I think it just doesn't work if we plan without him because he knows so much better than we do. So yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. So how has failure lifted you up and how have you been able to embrace that failure? Oh, I, I, I love failure. Elena. <laughs> I, I love failure. Um, you know, a year ago, I, I was not the person that I am today. A year ago, I was still the Daniel that worried a lot about what people thought. I was worried that if I took a leap of faith, if I took a sacrifice, that somewhat it would hurt me. But now, when it comes to 
exercising, school, work, anything. I'm excited to take on new challenges because I know that I'm going to fail along the way. And I'm excited for that. It sounds it sounds crazy, but I'm excited to fail because I know that I'm going to learn something. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm going to depend a lot on Heavenly Father to know how to guide my life. And again, in the article, um, the president of BYU invites us to challenge ourselves. He invites us to put challenges in our path so that we can become stronger, so that we can become wiser. We don't have to necessarily learn through sorrow, through these feelings that come as we lose something. But along the way, we start to learn, we start to understand what works and what doesn't work. And there's something very special to me about failure. I believe that everything that we have in this world is not only from the things that Heavenly Father saw that worked before, but he also understood the things that didn't work as well. And I feel like he learned a lot from the things that didn't work so that we could be happy at this moment. And we have all the tools necessary to be happy and to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think for me, I realize that when I try something new that I'm not going to be very good at it. But it's like you can't be afraid of failing when you try something new. You know what I mean? So I think mm -hmm. you really do need to embrace it and just be okay with the fact that you're going to suck at something when you start out. So, right. yes. You know, I, I think that there is one word that I, I believe most young people are afraid of, and that's discipline. I think that all of us want to have certain things, to have a good life, to have a good family, a good wife or husband, children, the job. Uh, material things, but we are not disciplined. Discipline is the key to any success because what happens every single year, right? Every single year at January 1st, midnight, we write down all of these New Year's resolutions, but what happens a month into them, two months into them? Do we really stick with them? Not really. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't we don't stick with the diet plan. We don't stick with the study plan. So one thing that I've done is that I have in my room something that is called the accountability mirror. And in this mirror, every single time I look at it on the left hand side, I write down all the things that I am that I am at that moment and all the things on the right side are the things that I have to do in order to fix the things on the left side. So last year with COVID and everything, I gained a lot of weight. So on the right-hand side, I put all the goals that I was going to, that I was going to work on, eat better, exercise, be at this weight each week. And they are reasonable goals. I mean, they're not crazy. Like, okay, I'm going to lose 15 pounds in a week or anything like that, but we have to track our goals consistently. And, about 93% of people don't keep goals. And the ones that they do, about 98% of them don't follow through with them. So what happens again, we start to give up on the on our first failure. Every time something doesn't work out, we're like, well, this is not meant to be. But you know what? 
if you ask me, I'm the type of person that is, if he gets a no and it's a good thing, I'm going to go ask again and again and again. And I'm going to ask why. Why am I not qualified? Why can't I get this until I get an answer and I've worked enough in myself to be able to get better? And that's with school. That's with life, with everything. We have to be disciplined. We have to set aside time. We have 24 hours and you technically only need six hours of sleep. What are you doing with those 18 hours? I make my full schedule. I get up early. It sucks getting up early. It sucks eating healthy. It sucks doing a lot of these things. It sucks studying. But every time I do something, I tell myself, Daniel, today you have to do something that sucks because that just pushes me. What have you learned from failure when it comes to dating? Oh, man, that's a <laughs> that's an interesting subject. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've had I've had my heart broken. OK, and I think <laughs> all of us have at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't relate. I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, of course I can relate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing get over it you have to get over the fact that somebody doesn't want you okay if this person doesn't want to be with you you know what thank you so much for your time move on and that is that is one of the hardest things because at times we believe that we are the right person for the other person but the timing is just not there or perhaps we're not ready but this last general conference, Elder Betnar spoke about um, principles, and he was talking if we let the Lord prevail in our life, that the Lord would guide us in our life decisions. So when I heard that, I sat down and I said, you know what, if I want to get married, I would like to get married to a person that has these certain qualities. But then I asked myself, do I have these qualities myself? So I said, you know what, if I'm not reading my scriptures, I'm going to get up early an hour extra so that I can read them. If I'm not serving, I'm going to look for service opportunities. And I am not doing this for somebody, but I am doing this for myself so that I can be the man that I've always wanted to be. And so that I can also attract the person that I am. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I solely believe in we attract the type of people that we are. Again, dating is just a trial and error because dating depends on another person's feelings as well, right? So you're not going to force them. There's no magical potion to make them fall in love, like certain stories or anything like that. And I think that's one of the coolest things that we actually get to try. So don't be afraid to be rejected. Like, I can tell you how many times I've been rejected at school. I can tell you how many times I've been rejected at different jobs. I applied to 10 schools, okay, to uni 10 universities. I got declined from all of them. And it's the same thing with dating. It's like, hey, you know what? Like, let's try to do this. No, it sucks, but you know what? It's okay. Move on to the next person. And as we work, as we're anxiously engaged in a good cause, our Heavenly Father will bless us. And I truly, truly believe and know that his blessings come at the right time for those that just don't spend their time underneath, but also just working to understand how to receive those blessings. Yeah, I think you and I are both 
pretty bold when it comes to like dating and stuff. (laughs) And I think one of the reasons for me is because I I would so much rather somebody reject me instead Mm -hmm. of like wondering what would have happened if I had just, you know, done something, you know, I feel like that's actually worse than failing in my opinion. But also, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I've, I've had a lot of those in my life, a lot of what ifs. And let me tell you, those are the ones that hurt the most. Those are the ones that hurt the most. When I look back at all my past relationships or whatever, I, I honestly cannot see myself with these guys. And so even though it didn't work out, I don't even really see it as a failure. It's almost like a win because it's like, okay, it's a good thing it didn't work out. And here's what I learned. And here's what I need mm-hmm. in a guy next time. And here's what I can do better next time. You know, all these things. So it's not even a fail to me. It's like, it's just a learning experience. Um, no, that's really good. That's really, really good. Okay. Do you have any advice for those who fear failure? I, I think the, the best advice that I would give somebody is to just go out and do something. Do it. I've, I've lived with a lot of what ifs. And like I was telling you, they do hurt a lot. I am at this point in my life because of the failures that I've had. And at this point in my life, even though it took about five years for me to understand this concept that we have to embrace failure, I am so thankful that I got rejected at all of these schools. I am thankful that I got rejected at these jobs by these people, by these opportunities, because I am where I need to be right now. So I think that in order for us to understand what can we do is to just be grateful for the hard times. How many times do we thank Heavenly Father for for living in these times? And I I think that it's, it's not a lot of times that we do that. When I came to Canada the second time, I was about to go back home and make the same mistake that I had been making for the past four years. And my dad sent me this very cheesy YouTube video from the movie Rocky. In the video, Rocky's son blames Rocky for all the mocking that he's getting because Rocky's coming out of retirement to fight again. And then Rocky tells him, at some point in his life, he changed. He was doing so great, but at some point he changed. And then he started to blame something or somebody. And at the end, he just tells him, cowards do that and that that's not you when i heard those words they resemble so much in my heart because i just i could just hear my father telling me this with so much love and you have to be accountable be accountable for your failures and understand that you are the only one responsible for what happens in your life what has happened and what's going to happen at this moment but live in the present make decisions now don't wait because if you wait tomorrow will come but then the day after tomorrow will come and then you're going to have two days that you didn't do anything and if you miss one day that pushes your goal six years away from the deadline that you want i'm going to ask you the question that i ask all my guests which is what does it mean to consecrate your life to jesus christ hmm I like that question a lot. What, what it means to me to consecrate my life to the Lord is to, at any moment, to give up who I am for who I can become. Most of us are scared 
of losing ourselves in this process of consecration. But when we are scared of losing ourselves, we're only scared of losing the things that we have, the things that we think belong to us. But to me, consecrating myself to the Lord is just being able to leave the old Daniel and know that the Lord is going to give me more. Like President Kimball once said, how can you call it sacrifice when you receive more than what you have given? The future and the past are made up by the present. And if we are not one with our Lord Jesus Christ today in doing the will of the Father, then we are not going to succeed. If we think that we will do this tomorrow, tomorrow will come and it might be our last day to do it. But I would rather just do it. The Lord is going to bless me and shape me into who he wants me to be for better. Thanks so much for for being on my podcast. Thank you. Thanks to Danielle for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, leave a rating or comment and subscribe. And you can also follow my podcast on Instagram or Facebook at Consecrating Pod. Thank you.